Support for Kansas City Today comes from Cleveland University, Kansas City. From its roots as a chiropractic college to new degree programs in health sciences, CUKC is educating healthcare professionals focused on next-level health. Learn more at cleveland.edu slash impact. Support also comes from Grandma's Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Thursday, February 3rd. Coming up, a law banning consensual sex between adults of the same sex is still on the books in Kansas. That could change this year, but lawmakers say they might not get around to it. But first, some headlines. The Kansas City police detective convicted last year in the 2019 shooting of Cameron Lamb has asked to be released from jail on bond. KCUR's Dan Margulies reports. Eric DeValconeer says he should be let out because he intends to appeal his conviction, has family and friends in the community, is not a flight risk, and does not pose a threat to the community. A spokesman for the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office told KCUR it would oppose the motion. DeValconeer is scheduled to be sentenced on March 4th. In November, a judge found him guilty of involuntary manslaughter and armed criminal action. DeValconeer fatally shot Lamb as he was backing a pickup truck into his garage. This week's winter storm didn't deliver the massive snow that some predicted, but the extreme cold is still a danger to unhoused residents. KCUR's Carlos Moreno has more. Kansas City's extreme weather plan activates when the nighttime temperature drops below 20 degrees, but that doesn't necessarily mean everyone takes advantage of the area's shelters or warming centers. Doug Langner of Hope Faith Homeless Assistance Campus says he found several people sleeping in the snow on Wednesday morning. One woman was wrapped only in a blanket. This is where the rubber meets the road, that we've got to just do better for our neighbors as a community, as a society. Kansas City opened four community centers to act as warming facilities, including Greg Kleiss, Casey North, and Southeast, as well as Garrison, which is housing women and children only. Doctors at the University of Kansas Health System say they're seeing a decline in COVID-19 hospitalizations. Advent Health Shawnee Mission is reporting a 33% decrease in hospitalizations since the peak in mid-January, and Liberty Hospital reports a 50% drop from its peak. Dr. Steven Stites of KU said while the numbers are encouraging, people should still be careful. Even when they're down 30 or 40%, they're still higher than at any other point of the entire pandemic. So don't get cocky. Doctors continue to urge residents to avoid large gatherings, wear masks, and get vaccinated and boosted. The Kansas City Council debated a proposed development plan for a historic block in the 18th and Vine District yesterday. KCUR's Solisa Kalakal reports. The ordinance directs the city manager to enter into a development agreement for a $23 million project on the 1800 block of Vine Street. It would include apartments and retail space. Third District Council members Brandon Ellington and Melissa Robinson were concerned with the plan, particularly an $8 million financing gap that has not been fleshed out. The two proposed another ordinance asking the city to reject the plan and start from scratch with new requests for proposals. Both ordinances are being held until next week. A new study says women in Kansas are earning less than men and spending a bigger part of their paychecks on childcare. Suzanne Perez of the Kansas News Service reports that's affecting the state's overall economy. 
Child care for infants in Kansas costs about 29% of the median earnings for women. That's one of the highest percentages in the country and more expensive than in-state college tuition. Donna Ginther is an economics professor at the University of Kansas. She says child care costs prompt more women to leave their jobs, which has made labor shortages worse. So if a woman works and she wants to put her child in high-quality infant care, it's going to be a third of her paycheck. That's too high. The study commissioned by United Women's Empowerment also found that the wage gap for women in Kansas is slightly larger than the national average. Kansas City tap dancer, teacher, and choreographer Billy Mahoney died on Monday at the age of 94. KCUR's Laura Spencer reports. Mahoney started her career as a teenager performing at conventions and fairs with a notable six-minute tap routine while twirling two batons. After earning a degree from UMKC, she moved to New York City, where she helped transform tap dance into modern jazz dance. Dancer Christine Colby-Jakes called her a trailblazer, including her work with the Billy Mahoney Dance Troupe in Kansas City, with dancers ages 50 and up. I think she realized how much dancers, performers still have to offer, even at an older age when people think that they should be off the scene. A celebration of life is scheduled in mid-March at the Kansas City Ballet. It turns out having sex with someone of the same sex is still illegal in Kansas. The law hasn't been enforced in years, but it's still on the books, even though some have criticized it for being offensive and outdated. One Kansas lawmaker has introduced a bill that would get rid of the so-called sodomy law, but after a year, it has yet to get a committee hearing, one of the first steps in the legislative process. Blaze Mesa covers social services and criminal justice for the Kansas News Service. He covered this story for us, and he's joining me over Zoom to talk about it. So tell me more about this law. When was it passed, and why is it still on the books? Yeah, so I believe this law was passed sometime around 1969 or the 19, late 1960s, early 1970s, sometime around there. These criminal sodomy laws were introduced to kind of police LGBTQ relations, which obviously makes a lot of sense because this law specifically makes it a crime for LGBTQ people to have intercourse, even consensual intercourse. This is essentially saying you cannot do it at all in Kansas. So is this law ever enforced? Enforce is kind of, I guess, the key word there, because Lawrence v. Texas was a Supreme Court decision in 2003 that said you cannot make laws that specifically target LGBTQ people. This law is unconstitutional. So no one is getting convicted in Kansas of same-sex relations among LGBTQ people. But I was speaking with Thomas Witt from Equality Kansas, and he had said that that's not always the case. I think as of 2013, which was one of the last times he knew about it, there were Kansans still getting arrested for consensual same-sex relations. Now, they wouldn't be convicted, but he said it was entirely possible they'd get arrested on a Friday, get held over the weekend, and released on Monday. So no one is being sent to state prison for this, but there are people who could still technically suffer from this law. We don't believe that's happening right now, or at least Thomas doesn't think it's happening right now. But there are other ways this law can come back to hurt Kansans. For example, when you're trying to file your taxes, if the IRS sees that you're technically in an illegal relationship, or if your relationship is a crime according to state law, that will probably only complicate things and may make it harder to get a return. In fact, law enforcement officers, really LGBTQ law enforcement officers, 
really couldn't get sworn in in Kansas until about 2014 when there was another change in state statute. Essentially, you can't break the law and be a law enforcement officer, can't deal drugs and be a cop. Well, technically, an LGBTQ relationship is a violation of state law. So until that was amended, there was a couple ways that this law could still have real world effects. So why do some people want to get rid of this law? Well, the law has been unconstitutional for just about 20 years. I think it's 19 years that it really just hasn't been allowed to stand. And essentially, it's just not good practice. I was speaking with Sharon Brett from the ACLU of Kansas, who said, why would you keep any unconstitutional law on the books? She did note that if you were to comb through state statute, you probably would find very random, outdated provisions of state code that just for whatever reason have kind of stuck in. Uh, but Brett had said this law isn't exactly the same. This isn't some random small part of the code that just people have forgotten about and not paid attention to that would fall under the radar. That sends a signal uh, to the LGBT community that they are still not welcome here, according to lawmakers. And then, of course, people want to get rid of the law because it is just obviously very discriminatory to the LGBTQ community. So where does this law stand right now? I spoke with the, the chair of that committee to see what's going on with it, and Representative Stephen Owens said there are just other things they want to get to right now. They did have a busy week getting to laws on shackling of minors and whether or not that will be allowed. So there are other things they are talking about, but it doesn't look like this bill is set up for a hearing in the immediate future. Now, the bill specifically is trying to change the state's criminal sodomy statute. Now, that statute has a bunch of provisions. Like, for example, you could sodomy between a person and an animal is not legal. You cannot do things with minors. Sexual relations with minors is not legal. So that statute physically has very important things that lawmakers do not want to touch. But in that statute, one of the many provisions is consensual relations between same-sex people, 16 and older, is illegal. And they're trying to take out just that part of the law. How did you find this story? I was just looking through some bills that were sitting in committee waiting for hearings, and this bill specifically was in the House Corrections Committee. As a criminal justice reporter, you can imagine I go to that committee a lot, and it really hadn't got a hearing. It was introduced sometime last session, and I just kind of wanted to see what was going on, and that's what led to the story. Blaze Mesa covers criminal justice and social services for the Kansas News Service. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and Trevor Grandin and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Blaze's story on Kansas's sodomy law, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. If you like our show, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app or give us a call at 816-235-8930 to leave a voicemail with your thoughts. Tomorrow, we'll hear from two Kansas City Starbucks employees who want to form a union. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.